0: Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis.
1: I'm excited to talk today just because I feel like this is one of those areas that as Christians, if we don't tap into it, we miss out on all the benefits that are in God. And sometimes when we settle for just Um, I don't know, just a life of, of Christianity, that sounds so bad, but just a life of Christianity where we come to church, we read our Bibles, we believe in God, but we don't act out in the things of God, you know, and generosity is just one of those things, it's like, when you get involved, it's how God designed us, it's how God designed us, is to give to be generous, to show the world what the kingdom mindset is. And I want to read this before we dive any deeper. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 is kind of the premise of what we're talking about today. Um, but in verse 9, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth. Now, the wealth is what you've been given. It's, it's, the, it's the, the resource that you've been given. So we have, we have three resources. We have time, talent, and treasure. And all of us have been giving different time, talent, and treasure. I can't go off of your wealth and you can't go off of my wealth of what is wealth it's what we've been entrusted with right and so your wealth looks a lot different than mine Katie your wealth looks a lot different than mine and but mine looks a lot different than yours because God has entrusted each one of us differently but it's honoring the Lord with our wealth honoring and you know what the word honor means it literally means to come under the authority So when you honor somebody, you come up under their authority. And the beautiful thing of when when God, and and the scripture goes on, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then, after this, when you come up under the, the authority of Jesus, then your barns will be filled to overflowing. Not just you will have enough to survive. Come on, somebody. Not just you'll make it to your next paycheck. Not just your your family will just have enough to not kill each other, okay? (laughs) Let's be real. Not just, okay, you start a business, awesome, you're going to be one of the surviving businesses in Philadelphia. Not just that. He says your barns will be filled to overflowing. You'll be set apart as the the overwhelmed wealth of the kingdom. Come on, somebody. How many want to live in that overflow? Come on. And the overflowing of what God is doing. So he says, honor the Lord with your wealth. We place ourselves underneath his authority with our wealth, time, talent, and treasure. And then the first fruits of all of our crops as tithing. You know, it's just setting apart the first. And that's like, bl- give the first, the rest is blessed. That's just a given. But then he's talking about the above and beyond, honoring the Lord with all of our wealth. Then your barns will be filled overflowing. Your vats will brim over with new wealth. Wine man, and that's what we're talking about today is just that that new life And I get excited whenever we talk about this because it's like when we spread the culture of generosity You experience the benefits of generosity That's the thing that this is a lifestyle that when you step into it you all of a sudden experience wow This is what it looks like to bring kingdom down to earth and then to have kingdom in my life You know the kingdom isn't up there struggling kingdom is abundance and when we get involved with this plan, the principle and motion of being generous and giving the first and all stuff, we all of a sudden get involved with the kingdom mindset, which is abundance. There's so much we have to give some away or we'll have way too much. So thanks for being here today. I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, I want to talk about uh, just a question because, you know, sometimes we view giving our – you know, resource and treasury all is finance. And sometimes we get caught up in that, that it's all about money or it's all about how much we can give. Um, But would you share just how, you know, you've seen it affect your family and business, um, just how the favor of God is hand of favor. just is so much more than just give to get a hundred bucks, you know, give a hundred to get a hundred, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think I already touched on, you know, with um, my, my business, you know, everything being relationships. And I think it's those intangible things that are really hard to quantify, you know, because it's not a dollar for dollar exchange necessarily. Um, you know, even with our, our family, um, when I was, you know, seven months pregnant with our third little crazy man, um, you know, we had outgrown our house and we were in that process of, you know, looking for a new house. Well, I Anyone who has been house shopping or apartment hunting, there's never a good time. It's always annoying. It's always in, like, your busiest season. Um, it's just a, a process to kind of struggle through. Um, and so, um, you know, my uh, my husband actually... Um, uh, had an, an injury um, and ended up being out on medical leave. And sometimes our blessings don't come wrapped in packages with the right wrapping that we're you know thinking of. So it's like, <laughs> what a blessing? No, what? Okay, this is not what I was anticipating. But you know what came out of that was six months of you know amazing opportunity for our family to kind of reconnect. Um, we all of a sudden had time. My husband is like king of Zillow. Anyone that knows him, he's a master at that. Um, and so, you know, literally with this time to actually, you know, kind of function above everyday survival mode, um, literally God dropped our dream house into our lap, checked every single box. Um, but then on top of that, um, you know, again, I'm seven and a half months pregnant. I, everything I'm doing is like slow, you know, it takes five times as long. Um, and so the house, the family that was moving out was downsizing into this tiny condo. So the realtor was like, I mean, I don't really know, you know, if you guys want to like buy the furniture that they used to stage the house house we're like uh yes thank you you know and it was just this uh, on top of you know what we've been given and so it's you know I think intangible things take practice to kind of be aware of and recognize you know them as blessings as they're being given totally and
1: you you know we always say like generosity is more than just like Giving, it's a culture you set, right? And I think that's why, like, I love this conversation today. Just because we've seen your family and it's just such a huge example of what it looks like to not just give, 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 but to have this culture all around that that's just who we are right and so how do you navigate that just practically maybe kind of break it down for us just like being in a marriage like how do you break that down like let's say someone out here is like hey you know I'm super generous but my husband or wife isn't right or me and me and husband we're on it but our kids are like nah it's all for me you know and it's like how do you navigate that just to to handle that culture in your home to keep that alive like maybe conversations or because we see it you have Caden who's seven years old and um (laughs) <laughs> Kayla, my brain is not working today. It's second, service. it's second experience. Forgive me, I need some coffee. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Kayla, who's 13, and they, they literally exude generosity, right? And uh, if you've ever hung out with Kayla, you'll know this, that she is the heart that is bigger than anybody else's in this room, okay? She just loves, she cares, so how do you navigate that, like, Keeping that culture alive, spreading it to the next generation. What does that What does that look like?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with you know really creating a culture that's intentionally centered around generosity and giving, and um, you know that that's hard because if you're not conscious of it, it's literally counterintuitive to everything that you know our society says you should do. So it's something you do have to be very intentional about. Um, and you know, in in your marriage, you know, you you have to. It's communication. You can't be out in left field doing one thing, and you know your partner is trying to do. Damage control over here you know so you guys have to be um, you know on the same page and communicate um, and you know every partner you know God pairs you with people that are different than you and have different gifts for a reason you know so it's like instead of looking at it as a challenge a lot of times again it's a blessing wrapped in something that you might not you know be like mm, I don't know but you sharpen you each just other set for a, a whole
1: slew of people free that's probably another right? sermon right <laughs> that's, they no. could go home right now <laughs> Thank you Lord. I am (laughs) blessed. Come on,
0: but it literally is. I mean, you know, no one said marriage was going to be easy, but you sharpen each other. You know, you have certain skills and certain gaps and so does your partner. And so, you know, you can choose to, you know, fight over it the whole entire time or you can choose to really see the value in what you've been paired with and allow that to like, you know, really kind of overlap and create, you know, a, a power duo situation. Um, but I think, you know, it starts young too with, with the kids. Um, And, you know, since our kids have been little, um, I mean, five, five five-ish, you know, we, every season, would, okay, now we're going to go and we're going to go through the toy box and everyone pick ten toys that you don't play with as much anymore and we're going to donate them you know, it's birthdays are coming up, Christmas is coming up, and, you know, our kids are so blessed, but it creates an opportunity, um, you know, to have a conversation about, well, why are we doing this? Well, because you're blessed, you've been called to bless other people, and your experience and your bubble that you live in is awesome, but it's not necessarily the bubble or the experience of every other person out there, and so when you've been poured into, you've been called to give out. So, we've done it with toys. I mean, we've done it with Halloween candy. Like, we get really detailed. Like, you know, they'll come home with these buckets of, hey, look, I'm like, that's so awesome. Pick out 25 pieces and we're going to wrap them up and we're going to write letters and we're going to send them to Treats for Troops. Do they really care about kids? No, but it's the practice. And it's the, um, you know, for a while there we had the pulling out all the Tootsie Rolls and the Dum Dums. I'm like, (laughs) no, not the stuff you hate. The stuff, you know, the best, we give the best. Um, And if you guys ever want to like fix that with your kids really quick, when they like pull out the candy that they hate, switch the script on them completely. Be like, oh, that's so great so that's what you're gonna keep and we're gonna send everything else it'll never happen again problem solved
1: wisdom Um. of god (laughs) just pour it out i love it so good now you got to give the blessed stuff like milky ways you know, three musketeers. Oh, peanut butter cups. Hello. Those There's are of no heaven. more blessed candy, you guys. Right. peanut butter cups. Right. I mean, the really. dum dums, they're in purgatory, yeah, right? No, they in the yeah. middle.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, do you hate someone? Don't do that. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, I, I beyond just talking about it, you have to empower, you know, the the next generation to really rise and, and do it. You know, limited resources, absolutely. They're <laughs> living on allowance and whatever you'll invest in them. But, um, you know, it's important that, you know, God's given us different passions and different callings and different things that, that you know, wake up up in the middle of the night that we can contribute to, and your kids are no different. So just because they're younger, you know, they still have been given specific things that God's put on their heart, and it's our job as parents to empower them to do it. Um, Kayla, uh, my daughter, my oldest, when she was nine years old, uh, we have been doing a lot of work with Phil Abundance at the time, and... You know, she had learned that February was the time of the year that, you know, food banks are kind of the lowest in supplies um, and donations, and so they had started this campaign called Spread the Love, and they did a big peanut butter and jelly drive. That was their thing. So Kayla, at nine, comes to me, and she's like, Mom... I think I want to do a campaign, a spread the love campaign at my school. This is like a teeny tiny, at the time, Christian school, Um, like not a lot of people. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. She's like, I know, so can you talk to my principal? I was like, (laughs) no, you're going to talk to your principal because it's such a great idea, and God laid this on your heart, and you're so passionate about it that you can go talk to your principal. She's like, oh, (laughs) completely. I was like, no, no, and I'll help you with logistics, and we'll do all that, but you take the first step. And so she comes down, you know, ready, dressed, she's like, Okay, today's the day. I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk to her. And I'm like, by the way, her principal's like super nice. So <laughs> it's like not scary at all. But it was a big deal for her to walk into an office and, and pitch, you know, something that God had laid on her heart. That was a huge step of faith. And so, um, you know, her little teeny tiny school ended up raising a thousand pounds of peanut butter and jelly in 30 days. They were literally the only peanut person that beat them. Jelly
1: time, do we have butter. that
0: song? No, not with today's tech. Um, no. <laughs> no, but, you know, literally the only person the only company that beat them was giant I mean you know like as far as like volume brought in that year which was really yeah which was really cool so So, you know it's about more than than talking you can talk all day and anybody who has kids you know you can talk you can preach you can give guidance and advice and no one cares it's just you know can you what are you doing are you living the example are you are you leading by example right and
1: I think it all comes down to like not equal giving but equal sacrifice absolutely you know, And it's like God doesn't call us to give all the same. Because if I, if I compare myself to the billionaire you know, that's given millions of dollars away every year, I would get really discouraged and be like, oh my word, I'm not doing anything. But it's not about equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. And it's being a good steward with what God has given you. So even teaching the next generation, what does it look like? What do you have in your hands now? Because let me tell you, writing a small check right now It's going to be a lot easier than someday when you have the abundance and you have to write a big check later, right? So it starts now. It starts here. There's no excuse. You know, it's not like, I'm waiting on, you'll never be ready. I promise you. It's like marriage and babies. You'll never be ready. You just got to dive in, you know? (laughs) It's just one of those things you have to just really go for it and get involved with what um, God's doing. Uh, Let's talk giving goals. Do you guys have giving goals? Do you do that?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, for, you know, specifically for um, my my business, I, you know, 10% the tithing principle um, off the top of, you know, every project profit, not revenue for all you business people out there. <laughs> I'm not bankrupt yet. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, um, but, you Love know, 10% of the profit off the top with every project. And, you know, like you were talking about, you you have to start small. You can't go zero to 100 um, because I- you, you skip over the whole part of building faith in yourself and seeing God answer needs and pour into you at these incremental levels. You have to walk, um, you know, that step by step Um, because, you know, 10% of a $1,000 check is way easier than 10% of a $10,000 check or a $100,000 check. But if you haven't walked those steps and you haven't conditioned yourself that this is the norm, um, you know, you'll You'll be stuck in the small. You'll get, you know, focused on that, and you'll never get to the big. Then there's a reason that God says, when you're faithful with the small, then you get the big. If you don't practice with the small stuff, you don't even have the opportunity to be generous. It's almost the big.
1: like working out muscles and getting in that muscle memory. I don't memory. even
0: literally know what you're talking <laughs> about right now.
1: Where's my buff swole guys in the <laughs> room right so it's like working out those <laughs> muscles is like you w- you're you're trained or like anything in life really like practicing something you get good at an art you get good at skill mm-hmm. you you hone it in and then whenever a challenge comes up all the skills that you already have in place become even more honed in you know yeah. and so you're training for something mm-hmm. you know I think we all want to be blessed right we all want to work in that favor but I think it starts with just getting involved you know just starting the muscle to like all right i'm going to train myself and yes it's hard and painful at first have you ever tried to start working out
0: i mean yeah it's like painful is yoga working out that kind okay. <laughs> it Stretching. reminds me why <laughs> i
1: don't work out you know what i'm saying yeah. cuz like every time i work out i'm like that hurt why do i yeah. do that um but like when we give it might be hard at first but it's like man when we train that muscle gets stronger and stronger we get better at it and all of a sudden we show the world what the kingdom looks like by our generosity in our lives um you got to tell us about the picture What everybody's yeah. dying to know okay. what is going on.
0: Okay, I'm so excited. So I'm super visual. I do creative storytelling for a living, right? So I had to do something visual. Mm-hmm. Um... Turn the right way. Okay, perfect. Um, and so, you know, as I was thinking, you, know, you you can talk a lot and, you know, kind of explain things. And, you know, I feel for me personally what really carries into a Monday is when I can visualize something and I can kind of, you know, take it with me. Um, and, you know, as I was thinking about, you know, what what represents us, right, as, as individuals and, and our lives and everything that God's poured into us. And I kind of love this idea of a picture because it's a vessel. It contains things. It holds things. You know, it holds blessings things, family, relationships, you know, wisdom, Um, but it's also designed to be poured out. And it's designed with a spout for a reason, because as God pours into you, he calls us to pour out into people that he's put into our lives. And so I'm gonna take a really quick walk here. And if this is me, and you know, God calls us, right, to tithe, so the first 10% is a no-brainer, why? Because he told us to, and because the church is, you know, his uh, chosen vehicle to change the world and rock people's lives, and so we do it. No questions asked, 10%, okay. Now, you know, God brings someone uh, into your life who uh, maybe just had a layout. Do you want to hold this up for me really quick? Thank you. I'm worried about live streaming, you guys. Let's get it up high. Um, And so, you know, maybe someone just got laid off, and they're searching for their next job, and that relationship that God put in your life three years ago could be the exact connection that this person needs to get to their dream job and to take care of their family for the rest of their life the way that they need to. Um, You know, maybe someone's going through a relationship struggle, and struggles aren't fun, but you now have a success story. Can you hold this up for me, darling? Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you have a success story and you have wisdom and you have you know resources to pour in and you can take time and help that person through it and now look we're low, we're empty. And this is everyone's scariest point, right? Because this is what everyone's afraid of. If I pour out, this is the lie. If I'm generous too much, if I give too much, I might not have enough. And so this is the scary point. And God is so awesome because as we get to this point, can you be God? I will definitely be God. Okay. Yes probably the closest thing I'll we'll have <laughs> in this room. Anyway. <laughs> I don't okay, get, so do I
1: get to play this role too much. This is really fun. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Ash. Um, okay. So as <laughs> we get low, right, God in his awesomeness fills us back up. And what is so amazing about how he fills us up is that it's different things that we need at different times in our yeah, lives. It's yeah, not predictable. It's not with the same stuff. But until we make room In our lives we can't accept new stuff we can't grow we can't accept the blessings that he has waiting in the wings for us so we have to make room we have to pour out and if we don't do that God's limited his resources are unlimited and so we miss not just one picture, but we miss 10 years down the road. The yeah, help, money, opportunity, wisdom, favor, protection. All these things that we pray for, that God literally has designed for us. He set aside for us. They're ours, but we can't maybe handle them at the moment. We need to grow. We need to increase in faith. We have to work that muscle. And these are things that he literally has for us and wants to give us. And he can't until we make room. And that's why I love that picture demonstration
1: it's so good come on exposing that lie right and i think about, this totally reminds me of like um the wizard of oz you know when they come in they're like this big scary wizard and all of a sudden they pull back curtain like oh it's a little man you know it's like when we expose the line we're like oh look at all god has for us yeah it's not just a little bit it's not just i give my measly money and then he gives me measly money it's like I pour out and he's got eight pictures waiting for me to pour out into my life yeah and it's not just about money
0: no it's about favoring Mm -hmm. everything yeah and the lie I think you know really is if if he can you know the enemy doesn't have to destroy you he doesn't have to destroy your family he doesn't have to land you in a hospital on life support to absolutely 100 percent ruin your life and keep you from achieving what God's designed you to do which is massive potential that I think you know if we were to imagine it we'd probably be overwhelmed I would be curled up in a fetal position in the corner like I can't handle it um, that's yeah. my style so you know I think that you know if, if he can just keep us trapped in this lie that our potential is limited by what we're able to achieve by what we're able to make happen the money we're able to make the relationships we're able to generate on our own then he's one because we're limited we're literally living in a scarcity mindset that we're all we have if he can keep us from believing that we are the only resource we have we'll only be able to achieve what we humanly are able to do I don't want to live there
1: nah because we're stepping into the life the mindset the kingdom mindset where there's so much around us we have to give some away right and it starts with just getting involved, getting involved with our time, talent, treasure. What does that look like? And I love the scripture in um, Luke chapter six, verse forty. It says a pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone after he has been fully trained will be like his teacher. And you got to think of our great Father. He's the generous one who gave his only Son. Right from the start, he showed us what it looked like to be like him. He said, like, "Give if you love. Give if you love." so much then give so much and so when we become like him we we're trained in the things of him when we become like our father we show the world what our father looks like and all of a sudden when people need something we show hey we got what you need and i think about like this too have you ever been out and somebody tells you about an app and you're like man I really want that app so you start to download it and all of a sudden the message comes up you know you must be connected to Wi-Fi or it's over 100 megabytes or however your phone tells you that you cannot do that you failed you know it's like oh man are you serious and you know there are some things that you can't access unless you're connected to the stream of the principle of favor in God right there's some things that you can't access being far from him being par- far from his character but when you get involved with who he is, when you get involved with the life of generosity and just say, hey God, how do you wanna use me? How do you wanna use my resources, my wealth? And you come under his authority and you honor the Lord with your wealth. Say, God, where where do you have me to go? What do you have me to do? What can I do to get involved? All of a sudden you become a kingdom transfer. You transfer the kingdom everywhere you go.
0: At Change Church, we believe in doing life